Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 26. Uh, we are super excited today because we have a guest, none other than CrossFit Games athlete. I can't believe I just got to I say know, that. I know, we had to say that. It's very I exciting. Said that CrossFit <laughs> Games athlete, Rebecca Shingledecker, who appeared at this year's games in the first ever adaptive athlete um, like show from the games. Right? Like we've never seen that before. We were really happy to see it um, this year. Um, she competed in the neuromuscular division um, in a group of, I believe, five competitors. Um, and, I mean, Rachel and I have millions of questions. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, but first of all, <laughs> welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's an honor. Well, we are so happy. I mean, like when you reached out, so Rebecca reached out um, to us over Instagram um, to share her story, which is super inspiring. Um, and... It made me so happy, like firstly, because a few episodes ago we were talking about how exciting it would be to speak to an athlete from the adaptive division, Yeah, because we oh. love that. And secondly, I got the warm fuzzies because I was like, wow, people are like listening to the podcast and it's starting to grow that little bit. And like the, the whole goal of growing this into a platform where, you know, people can share stories that you know, are inspiring in so many ways, but like we will absolutely get to the part of your story where we get to talking about body image and, and, and all that kind of the, the experience that you had with that, like at the games and like as a, as a famous athlete. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but hey. No, it's, I mean, it's actually funny. So when Hannah sent me your message uh, that you had sent, um, I didn't, I didn't see it at first and she just said, Rebecca. And I was like, wait, who's Rebecca? And then I went up, looked at the message and I was like, wait a second. I, I know Rebecca Shingledecker. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I mean, I don't know her, know her, but I've been a member of the Facebook CrossFit masters group for years. Oh, and I, are you rem a I, yeah, I'm 42 we now. We that. both started CrossFit in our thirties. So, um, Rachel's 42 and I'm 41. Yeah. Oh, you lie. We can officially no wear lies. the old Lady Gaines t-shirts. Um, but I rem—I mean, I remember, I saw your name and I was like, wait a second. Like, I remember your posts back when you, when all of your story, I'm not going to spoil your story because we want you to tell it. But I mean, I have been following those posts for years of how really? your story has Aww. developed. And so I was like, wait, what? So that awesome. Rebecca is uh, who we're going to talk to. So it's, yeah, it's Aww. just super exciting to sort of have you here so now. Awesome. So, that is awesome. <laughs> so I guess like we need to start, I'm going to hand, hand the mic to you, so to speak. Tell us a little bit about who is Rebecca Shingledecker, CrossFit Games athlete 2021. Well, where do you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> no, like legit. <laughs> I've ha I feel like I've, I mean, I'm 45. I think I'm 45. Yeah. So memory isn't my, my, uh, isn't my jam because, you know, I have a hole in my brain. So, uh, but I'm, I'm 45, I believe. And, uh, I 
but I, so I've lived quite a few, I say like quite a few lives before my brain blew up, but like we're from Michigan, but I live in Texas for the last 10 years. So, um, but we were, um, my husband, I married my husband when I was 16. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we're coming up on our 30th anniversary. We've been together 30 years, but we are going to be married 30 years in April. Wow. Uh, hope to celebrate our 30th anniversary at the CrossFit Games. Although, I mean, I guess that's going to be our, would be our trip. That's not at the time, but, um, yeah. So we, we married when we were very young and, We've been EMTs. I've I've worked in various um, volunteer things, so I have that all that life and experience. And then we moved here, and, um, and so I, I guess we fast forward to 2018 when I my world kind of changed. Um, it was I uh, I found out I had a brain tumor. Go figure. I was healthy until the um, I thought I was really healthy and I had a series of four headaches in um, March. It was through the 2018 open. And so, so you were um, doing CrossFit prior to experiencing any yeah. issues with well, your health. Yeah. So I, uh, it kind of cracked me up. They, they uh, mentioned at the, the games that I had run 14 marathons. And so um, they said that I'm a marathon runner, but I, would like to have corrected them because I am, I was a marathon runner. <laughs> and then I, I ran my last marathon in uh, April of 2017 and then decided that that I just was too old for that. <laughs> so my niece <laughs> were, were wanting to retirement. And so I, uh, my best friend had been talking about CrossFit and I thought she was absolutely out of her mind. And, and <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading, you said you were like, wait, you pay how much for that? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And, and she, she would talk about, I mean, it was insanely expensive and here in Texas, it gets super duper hot and her gym, uh, her box didn't, doesn't have air conditioning. So Ooh. she would talk about how she would go and, and do this in this like metal box and, and it's like because I didn't know what box meant right I thought it of was course a box. I mean, our vernacular is new to people but and and I'm like you're out of your flipping mind and so after but after my marathons uh I was tried to go to uh, a globo gym that will remain nameless and and I I got the lunk alarm if you're all familiar with that the, the there's an alarm at a specific uh uh, type of gym that will go off if you drop the weight too loud or you know whatever. really and, like like it picks up it, floor vibrations or something I don't know I, I you should you should find out do some research why that goes off but I didn't I didn't like <laughs> slam them down you know but anyhow and I just realized that that wasn't going to be enough for me and so I decided I called up this now this place where it's now my home I called them up and and they had free Saturday community workouts and, and I showed up and I've never left. So that was in 2000, <laughs> June of 2017. So, nice. so yes, I've been doing it for, I don't know, 10, do the math, I guess, June to March. Uh, and, but I had started having a series of four headaches. Uh, I, I had them on different days over the course of about 10 days. And, um, yeah, they, after I went, had my third, I went to the doctors and they 
said, well, if you have another one, we're going to do, we'll do an MRI. And I had another one. And three days later, um, I found out that I had a brain tumor on March 14th. That's the same day I got my L1 certificate in the mail. Wow. And it's also the same day as my daughter's birthday, but it, it was, it was ironic. So, so yep. And then a few days later, well, about a week and a half later, I had brain surgery. Yeah. It's a kind of a long twisted saga, you know? So that's crazy. Yeah, so you've amazing. been a fit, healthy person who can run multiple oh, marathons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've been in the medical profession, you know, how to look after yourself. And then all of a sudden out of the blue, bam. You just started CrossFit, you've got your L1, you're on this new fitness trajectory, and everything changes. Everything changed, yep. So when you first heard the news, like, you, you told you got a brain tumor, you know, that's pretty terrifying. I mean, what were your thoughts in terms of, did you ever think, okay, we'll, we'll get this thing taken care of, and then we're going to get right back to being athletic again, and we're going to go to the CrossFit Games, or were you just like, oh, shit. <laughs> Did you want to go done. to the Games before the tumor? Was that a goal? Well, stop. You pro- I, I felt everything until you said going to the CrossFit Games, because I knew, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not like an inherently negative person, but I knew that I wasn't fit enough to, to get there, because, you know, some of the, the, all those Masters athletes are beasts, and, and I, I knew I wasn't on that level. Uh, um, so, uh, but yes, I, I totally, I, I totally thought I would beat it. And, and I was very naive about the, the, um, what would happen. I mean, I, what happened to me it wasn't typical. And so, uh, so probably had it not gone the direction that it went, um, two days after surgery, I woke up paralyzed. And so, so that's the that was the big uh, the big clinch clincher that changed everything. Um, as if finding out a brain tumor wasn't bad enough, but because uh, I do I do know people that have had um, brain tumors uh, and they they're you wouldn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas um, mine just took a different path, and so so yeah, I'm real glad that I didn't know that the path that I was going to go on. Um, I didn't know that at the time. I mean, and I guess you, you'd read my posts and stuff and I just said I was going to go in and beat this. And yeah. And I continued with that. I did continue with that even after all the twists and turns, but I mean, I took on the, the, the day I found out I had the brain tumor. I, I took on a motto that, um, that, that take the sourest lemon life has to offer and turn it into something resembling lemonade. And, and, you know, so that paralysis bought me some time in rehab, inpatient rehab, and they, they um, put me on a walker. And so they, they had to get me to where I could move in the house to, in order to let me go home. And so, so I went home on a walker, you know, I'm, I did uh, CrossFit Open 18.5, I think is the one with the, the thrusters and I don't remember what else was with it. The last one's always something horrible with thrusters and burpees or chest to bar or something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't. I gives you insight. I didn't have pull ups at that point, so wow. uh, so I just did the thrusters. Whatever the rest of it was, if it was pull ups or whatever, I couldn't get to that point. But I did the thrusters, and then you know what? Three weeks later, I couldn't even walk, and so 
That's wow. insane. That's just so crazy. I mean, I remember like that was the journey uh, on that the CrossFit Masters group. You know, was I don't know how many hundreds of and thousands of people are in that group, but we all watched you basically update us on relearning how to walk. Yeah. I mean, it being able to nuts. stay like just the thought of like being it, the going paralyzed for anybody is just kind of like it's mind blowing to even think about like one day you're fine the next day you can't can't move move. but for somebody who's an athlete and like someone who was literally just competing in this like worldwide event which is always kind of brutal yeah to go from that to like i've got to figure out how to just do the most basic of movements just to be so i can shuffle around my house i mean like how Uh. how does that mindset how do you play that out how do you get yourself to a place where you're like all right let's learn to walk again I mean, really, like, as simplistic as it sounds, it's like, I didn't really have a, I didn't feel like in my mind, I had a choice. Because, you know, you really are faced with two choices, you either give up and, and die, so to speak, or you just fight it. And, and again, I, you know, I think ignorance has been bliss so much in my story, because, you know, every step of the way, I don't, no pun intended, I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> what the what the next thing was gonna that was gonna happen because it was almost like if only this then maybe and then if only this these two things then then maybe it wouldn't have been so atrocious but uh but we will never know and so uh I I feel like um I feel, well first of all I had my husband go home and get my newly minted certificate in the mail and put it in my in my hotel or hotel <laughs> um, my hospital room my uh, medical you're hotel already room. reframing it in such a positive light it was I just know, a hotel right? stay well, <laughs> just on a vacation for walking vacation <laughs> yeah it was an expensive vacation um but yeah so the rehab you know i i was in there for two weeks and and you know the funny well not totally funny but ironic part is i was probably the youngest one I ever I ran into there and I was 43 at that point I don't remember anyhow uh I was in my early 40s but there wasn't really many people in there you know for things like I had so um so yeah and then I ended up going after my time there and I ended up going into inpatient or I'm sorry outpatient uh, day neuro rehab, which is, it was a job. It was eight to five. Well, I'm not sure exactly the hours, but they came and picked me up with the short bus and as they <laughs> at the end of my driveway, I mean, it was the, I, even though I, my brain was real scrambled, it was, I it didn't, it wasn't lost on me how silly and crazy my life had become, you know, I'm sitting there on my walker waiting for this short bus to come pick me up. <laughs> take me to school you know like <laughs> so at this stage where you know you're sitting there you're, you're waiting for your short bus you go into your rehab are you thinking like all right i cannot wait to get back in that gym and finish what i started with that thruster and pull-up workout or whatever you gotta get those pull-ups yeah. were pull-ups on well, your mind <laughs> the my, as it is so my if, if you want to have more irony my rehab hospital was just down the road from my box and so literally when they when they brought me to the rehab we passed it and and so I you know like waved and and, but so my friend came and got me 
I had, I think I got out on a Sunday and I started a couple days later to the, the day neuro rehab. So my, my friend Didi, who I also went through the L1 with, um, she came and picked me up and she took me to the gym. So like, so I was still in my walker and I went and visited and I mean, like the whole time I was in, um, once I got out of inpatient rehab, I was going to the gym anytime my husband would take me or, or whatever. And I would try, I have, there's a couple really terrible videos that show me doing a, a wall ball when, I mean, I, I almost fell over, but I was doing things when I was on my walker just because I could, you know, like <laughs> it was almost like the middle, giving the middle finger to this stuff. Like, no, see, I hate wall balls personally, but who I'm doesn't, like, that's the one thing that I want to do because I can even though I hate them. And so, yeah, but I have, yeah, I was pretty well documented. Um, so I have the videos to prove it, but were you just like, when that. you were in the gym, like on a walker trying to do wall balls and I would be, I would think I would be that person too. I'd be like, get in there. Let's yeah, see what you'd be we like, can Whatever do. I can do, I'm just going to go do. But it's like, <laughs> were you kind of like excited that you were back in the gym and excited to just every little new thing that you could try or was it like just crazy frustrating that you were suddenly in this position where you know everything is hard again and everything kind of has to be relearned and you've got to work around certain things well I think initially it was just exciting to be back and I'm, I think that the longer it went on it, there was there and there still is some frustration because I mean it's not over for me so the, the story goes on but uh yeah, so I think that initially, yes, I was very excited, and I really still am. I mean, I, it, it's hard. Rest days are tough <laughs> to get so I can get back into the gym, you know. But, oh, yeah, Hannah, you're I, not alone. You're not the only one that struggles with taking oh, rest days. If I showed up, my coach would be like, what are you doing Why here? Why are you here? <laughs> I told oh. you to be home. So, yeah, I mean, you said that the, the story goes on because, right, I mean, coming out of this, this rehab that you're talking about was specifically after the surgery, after the tumor was removed. Right. And there are yeah. other steps that happened later too. Well, I spent, uh, uh, I can't remember. Um, so I got out the, so the thing is my brain is still like memories. I, I have almost like, I don't remember things. Like, I don't really remember my kids being born. I don't remember my wedding. I don't, but I remember wow. in like pictures, but it's hard to explain to you, to be honest. But so I got, I, I, got, I finished that day on neuro rehab around Memorial Day of that year. So, so from April to the end of May, um, I was in that. And then I ended up going to traditional rehab for a while after it. But in September of that year, so what, five months later, I got, I was the middle car of a three car accident. Oh my goodness. So, so that gave me my brain injury number two, because the brain surgery is considered a brain injury. So Absolutely. that was one, the car accident was two. And then in, in, uh, and then April. So a year after my surgery, I, I dropped a 65 pound barbell on my head. Huh. So that was number three. <laughs> and so, three uh, brain injuries in one year. Yes. Wow. Yes, exactly. And, and so it's hard to know what is from the brain tumor and what is from subsequent injuries. Um, it's really, it's impossible to know, to be honest. So, 
Did you get to the point where every time you showed up at the hospital, they were like, you again? <laughs> uh, uh, well, my, my neurosurgeon said that I was going to get into CTE category. So I needed to, you know, not do it again. But my, the problem is, is that my right side was the paralyzed side. And so sometimes my right, um, my right leg or my right arm will give out. And, and I was practicing snatch balance snatch bound the lift in my right arm just gave out and, and it dropped, I, I dropped it on my head and well, and other injuries can happen. I'm more prone to injuries when my brain is tired, like during the, 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 during this lockdown in April of 2020, which was two years almost to the day after, well, one year after the last injury, but almost two years from my brain surgery, I ripped my, scaphalunate ligament in my wrist thank god it wasn't my brain but it still it was ended up having to have major wrist reconstruction so it is a flipping miracle that i did so well in the open uh, like because it was a year-long recovery and in it i was doing i did the wheel wad open just like two months after and and i i crushed it and so and then i did really well in the I did well enough in the CrossFit Open to get me to the game. So, so it's just miracle after miracle. But um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to discount miracles. I think you're absolutely right. But also a lot of hard work that you put in in between uh, all those miracles, right? I I'm mean, a stubborn redhead. I don't, right? I see that. I see that. I mean, I think you're kind of like head. living proof that, like you said earlier, you can make choices in life, right? You can roll over and die or you can say, Heck no, I'm, I'm going after, yeah. I'm going to chase. I remember a story, my mom, um, she's, she's retired now, but she was a nurse and the, the first thing she ever did in nursing was working in the, in the ER. And um, I remember she then got moved onto like a cancer ward or something. And there were two, two women who came in the same week. They both got diagnosed with breast cancer at the same stage, um, had the same kind of prognosis. One of them was dead within two weeks. The other one made complete recovery because one of them went, I'm not succumbing to this. Yeah. I'm going to fight the hell out of this and carry on. And exactly. the other one rolled over and went, take me now. Wow. Yep. That's exactly. And unfortunately, I mean, I've been in uh, this community for a while, the, the, the brain injury, brain tumor community. And, and, and I see that like, I get it. I have a hole in my frontal lobe, so it's affects your emotions too. And, and it would be very easy for me to just say, screw it, I'm done, you know, because frankly, like I felt terrible at the games. Like I, I, I have neuro crashes and, and, you know, I crawled off the games floor. I mean, I have big problems after, like, after I do all these wad after wad after wad and, but, and, and sometimes I have to fight, my um my thoughts and stuff because so anyhow I guess all that to say like I understand that it's easier to just give up mm -hmm. but for me that really isn't an option you know and so I, I mean you're still like I, so I young like there's so yeah. much more life for you to live and like you're still clearly capable right. of doing crazy things like so one question I had you were talking about memories and like certain memories disappearing that you have sort of images how what was it like in terms of like muscle memory like once you learn how to walk again and move your body again when you went back into the gym and you started to move a barbell and you started to like swing kettlebells or whatever 
was the muscle memory there or was it just like you know the first time you ever walked into a box pick up a barbell and we're like what do i do with this well from what i can remember like well first of all i should you should, people should know that it is painful physically painful to have to to learn like to squat and like the video i have videos from when i was in rehab and and they squatting just from to a chair it hurts and so that's there's that but also um i think it was i don't know how to say this i think the the will was there but i had to learn to just slow down and and not do anything dumb <laughs> i get myself injured but the moment that my neurosurgeon said i could pick up you know 25 pounds or every time that he set the bar higher so to speak uh i was i was doing it you know um what did your neurosurgeon say about returning to trying things like snatches like the things that got you the third injury was 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 the neurosurgeon down with like trying that again well i mean so i i kind of live under the thing of uh ask uh or ask for forgiveness for not permission and so love it oh, i love it knew, all right with doctors yeah, too okay what i did i mean like he they knew and he him and my um well all my professionals it, to include like the anesthesiologist and all that said that crossfit saved my life so they they weren't they weren't um dumb to what i do you know and and they 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 said have said um, like um my physical ther- various physical therapists and stuff have said that if if it wasn't for CrossFit, I would still be on my walker. And so, um, of course, there's choice too. I mean, so it's CrossFit plus choice. But um, yeah, so I would say that he he well, cool thing is is I had my my three year follow up um, when I got back from the games which was cool. Um, but he, he said that, well, it's clear to me that you found your limits and you've smashed through them. And so keep smashing through your limits. And so That's awesome. it was good that he at least acknowledged, he acknowledged why I have weakness in my legs and stuff. But then he's like, you, you find that and then you just keep going. So, um, yeah, so you've supportive. had, you had three brain injuries. You had a ligament issue in your hand. Like at what point, like, you recover from these things, and then at what point do you go, okay, I need to, I'm going to commit to trying to be the best damn athlete I can. Let's see how far we can get with the games. Let's get myself a, a coach. And, like, in terms of your coach, is your coach somebody who's ever worked with somebody in an adaptive athlete division before, or was this, like, a new learning experience for everybody? Well, so we should back it up because I think that a lot of people – don't really know how this came to be the the adaptive at the at the games because i well i was doing i just decided i was i was i did a lot of crossfit for the you know last year and i don't know if it's because i i just had nothing else to do or whatever but anyhow so i was leading up to the the open that you know they they announced that they were gonna have an adaptive division adaptive division in the open, and so that's all we knew. And at that point, we just knew that it was that was it. And you know, thanks for participating. And I found out that we we're 
that they were allowing games at our adaptive division to go to the games the same way all y'all found out. I read the article on, I don't know if it was morning chalk up or what. Mm -hmm. And I had to, I took a screenshot and I sent it to everybody I knew as like, does this mean what I think it means? You know, because it said the top five and I was in the top five and I'm like, holy, you know, (laughs) crap, I, I might have a chance at this. So, so at that point, like, yeah, there was, so there was no training, you know, no idea in my head that I'm training to go to the games. And so at, until that point, because we had no idea, but, uh, so at that point when I knew it was a possibility that, that, um, that I may be able to go, then, um, then I talked to one of the coaches at my gym and said, look, this is what I think might happen. And so, so we just started training as if I was going mm-hmm. and even though I didn't know, so that he and, and no, he, um, uh, nobody at my gym really has any experience, uh, prior working with adaptive athletes. Cause I'm really the only one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at my gym. So when you started, I'm assuming like once you were like, okay, let's get our heads together. Let's make a plan. Let's make an assumption that we could go very well, go to the CrossFit games. Um, I'm assuming that the intensity and the frequency that you were training increased and what kind of impact did that have on you in terms of like dealing with the new sort of way that your brain was working? Um, well, I mean, it was just like mind blowing as you can imagine. I mean, uh, well, first I, I, we, we talked and cause I also had the wheel wad, um, as I had, had done the wheel wad open, um, are you, is it, I don't know if your viewers would be, or listeners would be familiar with wheel wad. I mean, to, for sure, tell us a little, a little bit, bit about yeah, wheel wad so that we know more. So wheel wad, um, the wheel wad open is, uh, was an open is an open for us for us adaptive athletes because again prior to 2021 we had no outlet and so um so they put on a wheel wide open and they would do wheel wide games which again until this year was the crossfit games of the for the adaptive community are there the same divisions for um, adaptive athletes in wheel wide as there are in the crossfit games um, there's a little, it's a little better with the wheel wad because, um, they divide the, um, they divide some of them into more, um, fair. Uh, so, cause like in the neuro division, there's major and minor, uh, like, cause so your people that can, um, have more major conditions, uh, can, can compete with people like that are, you know, it, it to me, to me, I, I compare it to me trying to compete against able-bodied right. people. The, the, the major trying to compete against someone like me or some of the other uh, minor neuros is, is equally unfair as trying to, me trying to compete against able-bodied. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's so interesting, too, because I feel like for, for people who are on the spectator side of that, like, you know, I was very impressed when CrossFit sort of came out with all those adaptive divisions, but I was looking at the workouts and imagining like people who would fit into those, like the lower extremity or the upper extremity. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and imagining there's a huge disparity between 
people who would fall into those categories in terms of actually being able to do some of the movements. Um, so you're right. saying, so Wheelwad does it, they just have more categories and more modifications? And... Have, yeah, because even like, well, so this, while we were happy to have three divisions at the games, we I was sad to not have, you know, other of our divisions represented like wheel wheelies and, you know, other ones. But so even in the wheelwad games, they divide the wheelchair division into people with hip function, people without hip function, because there is a huge uh, difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then like, I don't, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if they divide upper extremity to ones that have above the elbow and below the elbow. Cause I mean, you know, you can imagine that if you have a little nub here below your elbow, you can use that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to if your, um, right. if your arm is, you know, severed above the bicep, you don't have that. So anyhow, they, they've, they've done a really good job of making it, it fair and as best as they can. But there's still, I mean, I like I can't do. There's, I will never do handstand push-ups because I've had most of the top of my skull sawed off, and the chance of me falling on my head is not worth. Mm-hmm. Even as much as I push through things, I'll push through just about everything. But that's just not something that I can take the chance of. Plus, being inverted makes me really dizzy sometimes. Right. So. That, I mean, if, um, obviously without revealing anything about individuals that maybe they don't want, can you give us some other examples of, of like, like what are other folks in the neuromuscular divisions dealing with? Like, right. Like we know your background. Um, I, I don't even have to give names, but they've all told them stories, but the other five or the, so there was five of us women and one has, um, like, uh, cerebral palsy. One has MS one has um, uh, a vestibular issue. I can't, I can't think of exactly how it was termed. One has compartmentalized pain syndrome with um, dystonia. And so wow. we all have very different conditions and one of them couldn't run. And so and she uh, wasn't allowed to use her um, crutches to run with. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and me and another gal had have more issues with lifting heavy weights because it taxes the heck out of my central nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's not even a strength issue. Is I mean, it somewhat is, but it, but uh, I it mean, really that's what taxes me. that's one thing I wanted to kind of like ask. I mean. If there's one thing programming the games with multiple different workouts for able-bodied athletes and half of the battle is how quickly can you adapt and overcome the challenge you've been given. But for mm-hmm. people like particular, I'd say like neuromuscular, there is an element to which you, you, there's certain things you cannot overcome because that disability right. is in the way. So if, if the games programs a bunch of workouts and say they had like handstand pushups and there's just like, there's no earthly way that I can do that because my disability doesn't allow that to happen. Is there an option to be like, okay, we can have you doing this instead of that because that's literally putting your life in danger? Right. Or do you just sit that's, out that workout? Or do you just have to sit it out? I, your guess is as good as mine at this point, to be honest with you, because I have, they thankfully, they didn't program that. Um, anything like that would be completely dangerous for us mm-hmm. uh, or for some of us because some of the ladies can do it. And some of them can't, like me. Okay. And so, 
I don't know. I mean, I that's going to be a, a thing to see. I, I, um, I do don't know for sure if they're going to do it at the at the wheel wad games, um, but I I suspect I'll just I would just have to to take a hit, you know. And part of me, I mean, the 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 one part of me would totally try it like an idiot. (laughs) Your neurosurgeon's voice in your head being like, please don't try this. Please don't don't do that. Don't do that. Because I mean, I don't want to ever look like I'm um, throwing in the towel, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. but anyhow, I don't, I don't know how I would exactly handle that. Maybe sit around cracking jokes. I don't know. I mean, we've seen, we've, you know, there are definitely CrossFit competitions where we've seen that with able-bodied athletes. You know, there's a couple times, I don't know, I've, Rogue Invitational a couple of years ago. Um, I love it. Like Sam Briggs is actually a great, you know, athlete for this where sometimes, you know, the weights are just heavier than her one rep maxes or something like in past years just where, down there yeah, at it. where they just kind of, but they, they try it. They generally, you know, keep trying or they're standing around, just like you said, kind of cracking jokes and encouraging yeah. everyone else. So right. um, yeah, I mean, maybe that's a yeah. part of CrossFit at that level. There is a difference. Level. I mean, like for instance, I double unders are like, um, they had them at the games and, and I barely could do them. I could barely do them on regular ground, let alone turf. And so, Oh, you were outside on the turf for those. Exactly. And so that was actually, I wouldn't say it was my most fun one, but I mean, there was no pressure because I, my judge was great. I mean, she was, she was so encouraging, like, I, we celebrated, I got 30, but 30, you know, <laughs> which is, is hilarious because it was supposed to be a hundred, I think. And, and, but you know, that was the most I've ever gotten in my life. But, you know, my coach says it's not, it's not a strength and it's not an endurance issue with me. It's like, um, um, something in my brain, just connecting things because sometimes my rights, my, I will, my legs will not do what I want them to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I'm getting better. I mean, I've done way more since I've been back. I mean, I've practiced those suckers every single dang day. Don't you know Ooh. it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Double unders, yeah. they are one of those things that I think, yeah. I want, I want every able-bodied person <laughs> who is listening to this, who's struggling with double unders and quits right? because they don't like whipping themselves, to hear you. No more like, excuses. Here's no somebody excuses. who has an excuse to yeah. just go, no, it's not worth it, but is pushing for it. And yeah. I, I mean, I think if I was going to judge, honestly, the more I listen to you, if I was going to be a judge at the games, I would really want to judge like adaptive athlete divisions. Well, I mean, and just, yeah, there are so, I feel like there, there are a lot of stories like that where even in this past games, I remember watching videos of folks out there in the adaptive divisions on the spot in front of everybody doing things that they'd never done before they got to that yeah. point, right? They were just like, well, crap, I have to try. And, and I think what's, yeah. re- what's really fascinating about the neuromuscular, this point you made, Rachel, is that when you see like the divisions where you know people have lost a limb or something, yeah. I have no clue what it's like to lift without one of my limbs. I have all four of them. Right. I'm very lucky. Yeah. But you know, you can kind of see like, okay, if I couldn't do that, what is my workaround? Like, the, we can see oh. what that person is dealing with. And when you go to the right. neuromuscular division, like looking at you, I don't yeah. know what's wrong with you. Exactly. Like, I yeah. cannot tell what pain you might be feeling, what like what this what the experience of picking up something heavy might be, like how hard uh. it might be for like the purposes of like coordination. Yeah. And uh. so like you kind of have this 
you know, every athlete that we see on the field and the neuromuscular, it's just like, wow, what, what is this person it experiencing? Yeah. Well, it's, invis- yeah. I mean, it's invisible disabilities, uh-huh. right? Like you have to, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I don't know what it's like. I can maybe imagine like if I didn't have a hand, could I have a strap and grab something like you said, but it's like, I don't know what it's like for my brain to tell my hand to grab something and my hand not listen. Like that's exactly. And, and honestly, my, my best friend who, um, I don't know if I'd say incidentally, but she had seven months to the day after my brain surgery, she, uh, underwent, um, surgery for breast cancer. And so her and I went, I remember one time we went into Costco. She was, she was bald because of her chemo, but I had this full head of hair and, and, um, she had told me, cause I bet the, for one of the first, this leads you to tell, uh, see how, uh, superficial I am when my first one of my first questions to the neurosurgeon was are you gonna cut all my hair off (laughs) (laughs) hey you don't have to apologize at all for that we talk a lot about vanity on this podcast because it really is like it's it's that is a big part of our body image for sure exactly plus I've always had good hair I mean I I may not have been the most beautiful one but I have the best hair and so you've got good hair and you're a redhead which means you're you're actually you're like an endangered species too so (laughs) and I have blue eyes yeah so that, that oh, wow. makes me like less than 1%. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, he, so he, he cut, he only cut, I, I could show you pictures, but he only cut uh, a little strip around where he cut the, uh, my, my skull open. And so Jennifer said, you know, I, I think it's great that you, he kept your hair, but it's going to be one of the hardest things for you because you look normal. Mm-hmm. And, and in that Costco, I was worse off, honestly, at that moment than she was. And, and you know, people looked at her like with pity and, and how sick right. she looked and stuff in her opinion, in their opinion. Now, I don't think she looks sick, but whereas I think at that moment I was worse because mm-hmm. I was, yeah. I think it was probably right after the one of the bazillion brain injuries I've had. And so, um, yeah. So anyhow, all that to say, I think that our, division hasn't hadn't got much um attention so to speak because we look normal and you know and so it's good to be able to have opportunity to explain how not normal we are I think this leads oh oh, sorry this leads really (laughs) like nicely into like a comment that you made when you reached out to us about how you felt arriving at the CrossFit Games and like not looking quote unquote like other athletes and would you be accepted because people would look at you and you're not missing a limb like you look normal and like you felt like you know you're in those booths you're getting all your clothes there was like a lot of crop tops you're gonna have to be in swimsuits in front of people and stuff and like you said you know I, I didn't feel like I looked like one of the elite athletes like will people accept me as a CrossFit Games athlete like tell me about that experience oh my gosh there's so many aspects about that uh we could you know if if you're talking just looks wise i'm 40 i'm 45 years old you know and and i look so the brain tumor journey has made me look older so <laughs> uh look more my age i should say uh but i struggled with like even the the masters athletes they they look they they're cut you know they're they have abs you know all that (laughs) stuff and and I don't I mean 
I just, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm overweight or anything, but I just, I, I have cellulite. I, my uh, picture, you know, that they took, I, my skin, I had two babies, you know, a billion years ago, but so my skin at the bottom of my stomach is, is kind of crepey, I guess, whatever word you want to use. And, and it showed in the pictures. I mean, and I just had to get to the point where I was like, because I actually said that multiple times before, before something just dawned on me. I was like, before I went to the games, I said, I people, I said almost exactly how you said it, that people aren't going to think that I look like a games athlete or I don't look like a games athlete or whatever I would say. And, and finally I'm like, well, no, I am a games athlete. So this is what a games athlete looks like. Absolutely. Heck yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm sure there was comments on, you know, people sitting at home eating their Cheetos on the couch, you know, watching me and in right, especially like when I was having problems with the doubles, I know my daughter said that she, some jerk would, was making smart aleck comments, but you know, you'll always have that, but Th- that jerk is not at the games, right? Exactly. There's no way yeah, that person right? made it to the games themselves. Like, right. It's true. I feel like there's always haters. And that, that was kind of a follow-up question I had. Cause I think with these, you know, I, one of the burdens of having some invisible disabilities, often you have to prove it to people, right? And I remember when yeah. they announced the adaptives, you know, again, it was those same jerks in the comments of morning chalk up articles and things like that who were saying things like, well, how do you prove it? Like, how do we know you right. really have a brain injury right. or, um, and I mean, that's, that's gotta be hard to sort of take in. Do you, do you, do you only let your daughter read those comments? Do you try to avoid <laughs> stupid people? Um. I'm just a glutton for punishment and I do read stuff, but, and I shouldn't, I'm getting that one. That's honestly one thing that I have, my coach has had me working on since I got back is not the comment thing, but the mental, uh, training, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, aspect of it and just mindset because so many things can be won and lost in your head. And so, um, that's, I've seen, leaps and bounds in that since Mm -hmm. in the six weeks that I've been working on it. But, um, yeah, I, to be honest with you, that has caused me the, the proving it quote unquote has caused me so much anxiety because, but the thing that I have that, and sadly some of my friends don't have is I have an MRI that can show you how I still have, you know, from the one after the games, I still for, will forever have this golf ball size hole in my brain. Wow. But what about the people that don't? Mm-hmm. Like, what about my friends that have uh, certain syndromes that you can barely even get a diagnosis for, let alone being able to prove? So, yeah. but I also, on the other side, I, I have, you know, thought about the idea that they're, this will open up that a good side and bad side of this is that it will open up um, opportunities for people that never knew that this, this was an opportunity for them. And I am so happy about that because this, like I didn't, before, like a year ago, I didn't even know, I didn't even know about the wheel wide games. I didn't know that there was an opportunity for me to compete against people like myself. And, and for that aspect, I'm super excited. I, I also too join in with some people that hoping that that there are people that have integrity and don't try to you know get in there see this as a ticket to the games when they're not really disabled 
but I'm not, I can't think about that, but yeah. it, it is, there is a, sometimes that, that flashes through my that's, head. But. That's a fascinating thing. Cause I think, you know, one of the things that we do hear about in CrossFit news circles and stuff like that is all of the, the drug tests, right? So mm-hmm. able-bodied athletes get drug tests. There's always scandals about who's taking performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is that, I guess, gosh, it's, it's, it sounds even way worse than just taking steroids or other drugs to imagine that people would somehow falsify like a neurological yeah. condition or something to, to compete at that level. But yeah, I mean, and you know what are the people that, um, that are running this are good and they're, they're awesome. So I, I have, I have great faith in, in, uh, that, that will, uh, resolve itself and that won't happen. So I don't think about that. It was just more, uh, that you brought it up. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, there are great people that are running this. They care so much about us and and the the heart behind them. When we would have our briefings and stuff, Alec and Alex and, um, Kevin Ogar and just them, you could see that they, they cared so much about us. They don't, they don't want us to, um, it's not going to be easy. I mean, cause those tests were not easy. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. They weren't easy at all, but they know that we're athletes and we deserve to have a, a chance to show our hard work. You know, I want to test them. That. Like I want to test them it. and see how hard it is. And then just like, Ugh. I mean, I might not yeah. even be able to do half of it, but yeah. like it's, I love the fact that there is a platform for you. I love the fact that you're willing to stand up and share your story and like, yeah. you know, if needed, shout it from the rooftop so that other people in your situation or like similar situations go, Hey, I don't have to like just roll over and give up. There's this exactly. whole yeah. avenue of amazing, awesome things that I can go chase after. And there's a place for me to yeah. be competitive and to, to continue to push what is perceived as possible. And I love that, you know, that that you were able to get to that point where you're like, well, I am a games athlete. This is what a games yeah. athlete looks like. A games athlete shouldn't like just me. be pigeonholed <laughs> into somebody that looks a certain way. It's like yeah. a games athlete right. can be like all sorts of different shapes and sizes and like, you know, ability, disability. There's yeah. there's room for everyone. And and I do love that also, I mean, you know, there there we have entered sort of this new era of a much more inclusive CrossFit too, right? I mean, coming back with adaptive athletes, this was also the, you know, the year divisions where masters athletes got to be televised and there. And, you know, there was, Ah. there was a while where I feel like people thought, you know, those divisions weren't going to get the same kind of publicity and, and be able to participate. So I think it's, it's amazing to, to sort of, yeah, see, see more and more of the stories of, of people like you too come out of that. Yeah. And, and that's, and I, I want to advocate for my fellow neuro people because again, yeah, some, some of our disabilities, my friends with, you know, like you said, they, they more visible things. They, uh, they're, they are amazing. They are inspiring to me and I can't wait to go to the wheel walk games to watch them. But then also I know that my fellow neuro people, we, they fight hard, just as hard and have to overcome things that are invisible and, you know, even just so like at the, at the games, the last event, uh, the heavy thrusters, you know, I ended up crawling off the floor. I could, my, I could barely walk my, my, my friend, she, she had to be helped off the floor too. And yeah, 
you know, that doesn't really happen with, uh, with other divisions of, well, in, individuals or whatever, it doesn't happen with them. And so, um, this is our life, you know, it doesn't just happen one time. It happens all the time. Well, anytime we do, um, you know, overload our brains. Yeah. So how does like, what does your family think? Like watching you, you know, you get to the end of like an event like that and you're having to like crawl off the floor and it's clearly like taking a big toll on you. What, what is the reaction from your family? Are they like, you're going to be fine, pick it up? Or are they like, good Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, honestly, that, that wasn't the only people that knew that, unless I told them, was on the, was um, my husband and my coach because they were the only ones there. They didn't show that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and as embarrassing as it would have been to me, I wish they had. Yeah. Like, I wish they had shown that, that, this is the toll that this, you know, that it takes on us. But, um, anyhow, so no, they, they, they just know, they know me, they know I'm not going to stop. And so, and they wouldn't want me to, uh, they, they know, uh, that we got to fight, you know, I got to fight through this. And this is just a way of proving, uh, making lemonade from, Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, uh, ugly lemons, you know. So you have the Wheel Wad Games coming up in was it five weeks, four or five weeks? It's thirty-two days. From thirty-two days. Thirty-two days. All right. What are the greatest lessons that you're gonna take away from your experience at the games this summer to apply to the Wheel Wad Games to make you the best possible athlete on the floor? Oh, it's total. I, I would say I've worked a lot on strength, physical strength, as far because because that was a, definitely a downfall. However. The mental uh, experience that I had there um, at the at the games, you know, like my coach, he he pointed me to. Um, well, actually, I, I guess I, sh- I shouldn't be embarrassed. I've seen a sports psychologist, so uh, you know, and and just helping to reframe mm-hmm. some of the things, like especially the moments where I feel um, sick and and uh, my brain is just tired and and well going into that last event at the at the games I had so much dread I woke up the last day of the games so nauseous and I just I thought because I my brain was just toast and and I thought I was going to throw up for the events and and I had this I, I had I joked with one of the competitors that this would be when we were walking through the chute to get underneath, you know, cause it was in the Coliseum. And so I said, this would be a really good time to, to uh, have a Tanya Harding come out and, and <laughs> yeah. only older people would understand that. Oh, reference. That's how you see, I laughed at that. That's how I'm proving my age to you. I know exactly what you're talking about. You needed an excuse to not go on. huh? <laughs> and, and I was only half joking and, and because I just felt, I knew that, that, the the load that it was going to put on my brain and and but I knew I was going to go out there and do it but I don't want to ever feel that kind of dread again and so reframing things that's what one thing I've worked so hard on is just my my sports psychologist said that like that that way um because I just was asking her like what should I do when I start to feel terrible and and you know and parts of me that's that's the only time when I, I have this, man, I wish I wasn't damaged, you know, and, and she, like, this is the opportunity for you to tell yourself that, 
my, this is a good thing. This is a good feeling because it lets you know that your body is, is working as hard as it can and, and just reframing everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. So you, okay. You, you've done a lot of really powerful reframing. Like as you tell your story, it's, it's incredible. And I think, um, there's definitely something I want to ask you about because you've also mentioned lemons and lemonade a few times. And I know you also got a tattoo, which is something, you know, we've talked about in terms of just body image. Hannah just recently got an amazing new tattoo where, where really? you know, and, and, you know, I, I have, I have a couple tattoos myself that are from, um, a time where I was sick and it was commemorative. Um, uh, but yours is pretty badass and, and big and, um, you've been wanting to get one for quite some time. Right. So can you tell us about that and how, cause that's really a physical reminder of that reframing. Yeah. Well, I, it's funny because I got three in a matter of like six weeks, but, and, <laughs> They're pretty significant, like big pieces, but the one on, one on my leg, uh, it has lemons, uh, the two lemons, and it has the two ribbons, one for my type of brain tumor, and then one for brain injury. Um, and then um, on my back right shoulder, so that was, that I should tell you, say that, that that one with the lemons was on my right leg so everything is on my right because that was my affected side and and this is part of the reframing is is I would always call it my right jerk right leg you know (laughs) and and then I was just like I don't know if me talking to me I I probably need mental help talking to myself (laughs) one day I was just like my brain probably wants to tell me like we're doing the best we can lady come on woman (laughs) What do you expect? And so anyhow, and um, the one on the, my right shoulder, on the back of my shoulder is, is a copy of, it's kind of a copy of my MRI and, and it shows wow. exactly where my hole is in my brain. And he, my artist put color on it, but then he also put um, at the bottom, he put lemon, um, lemon blossoms, flowers. So only I would probably know the significance for that, but right. um, yeah, so really cool i love it that's awesome very very cool well i'm super glad you never rolled over and gave up yeah because i've loved this conversation like i you know you probably have your two greatest fans sitting here now like i'm like hanging up your every post like i'm copying your workout i know our (laughs) listeners can't can't see how much we're smiling and how excited we are but i mean yeah this this has been incredible to to get to really talk to you about your story um not just see it online so and i guess like i I would love to sort of round out this conversation today with like if there is somebody who you know potentially listening who's just recently suffered an injury or an illness and is facing kind of like relearning their life and like trying to like refine the joy in doing physical things like what what do you say to them well i you know not just physical things but like living in general because i mean really i part of my hardest stuff was the cognitive mm-hmm. stuff but like i said when whenever if as long as there's breath in you there's hope and and don't give up hope and that's the that's the biggest thing is if you give up hope you you are almost as good as dead. And so, so that, that's the one thing, but also do what you can. I mean, when I hurt my wrist, like my left wrist, I couldn't do stuff with my, 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 that arm for quite some time. And, and, but I chose to get 
go to the gym as soon as I was cleared, like two weeks after surgery, I was doing all right stuff. Like my right arm, I was got really proficient with dumbbells. And had I not done that, cause I had that surgery in July around the 4th of July, had I not done that, there's no way that I could have been gone to the games because I would have been so deconditioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. do what you can. And I, I, a lot of times I hear people use excuses, but there's surely, unless you broke your neck and your intraction, there's something you can do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Very true. if you broke your leg, do upper body stuff, you know, whatever, of course I should say, whatever your doctor says, but, uh, well, except, except you, because like, you didn't listen to your doctor. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, well, yes, yeah. ask forgiveness, not permission sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's a, some, sometimes it's, uh, it's good to be safe, but then there's times it's good to just push yourself because we can live in, uh, in safety and have live a really boring life. True. That's so true. Very, very true. Yeah. Awesome. Rebecca, thank you so, so much for joining us on the show today. Like, it's for having me. I think I'm going to listen to this over and over again. I I want as many people to hear this as possible um, because there's so much, like, that your story is so inspiring to anybody who's maybe going through a similar journey. But it's also important for people like us, like, from the outside looking into like neuromuscular divisions and diseases and, you know, issues to learn and to be like, open-hearted and accepting and not just like, well, prove it to me. Otherwise, nothing's Mm. wrong with you. Yeah. Because also you don't know, like you you don't know what that person has going on because some of our stuff, that's another thing is some of our stuff gets worse as we go along. So one wad might, you wouldn't even know that I have anything going on, but then if you add two or three, or if you added squats to one of my wads, um, yeah, it might fall apart, you know, so you don't, you just don't know, you can't look at someone and say, oh, well, she doesn't have anything going on, or he's, you know, fine, it's, you can't judge. Yeah, it is part of just like learning, learning to listen, to give people the space to tell their stories, and to be like, open enough to actually listening to other people and in life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you might learn, I mean, we can all be inspired by everybody, or other people, you know, I, I don't think that everybody has to have like a, a brain tumor or something that dramatic and everybody has their stuff, you know, and you, what's devastating to one person, uh, you know, may not be devastating to the next, but it's still your stuff, you know, mm-hmm, you have absolutely. to fight, you have to fight through, through it. Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm blown away by this conversation. Me Thank too. you so much for reaching out. It's been truly wonderful having you on the show, and I hope we get this this sent out into the universe far and wide, so as many people hear Absolutely. it as possible. I got to share it with the CrossFit uh, Masters group on Facebook for sure. <laughs> Heck yeah, it's a chapter of the story. And maybe like we get oh, to check yeah. back in with you again after the Wheelwood Games in a I month. I would love that. That would be yeah. exciting so cool. if you're up for it. <laughs> of course, I am. Anytime, I will be up for it. All right. This has been episode 26, possibly one of my favorite ones so far with Rebecca Shingledecker, CrossFit Games athlete, wheelwad athlete, general superstar, and, uh, you know, an inspiration to all. (laughs) Thanks for listening.